everybody. Welcome to Hey Watch This. I'm Paul Goebel. I'm David Bax. Welcome Bax, David. Thank you. Get it? Because that's your name. No, yeah, I've never heard anything, any variation of that before. That's you're the first. Right? So, welcome Bax. Uh-huh. See, here's why you might want to have a kid. Okay. Because... I've been waiting. I'm, I'm open to arguments. <laughs> because you will now get to live, relive that stuff with... Uh, armed with knowledge, forearmed with knowledge, you know, your kid will be named Bax, mm-hmm. and he'll come home and he'll say, people make fun of my name. And you're like, all right, here's what you say when people make fun of your name. You're, you I already, don't know what to say. What? What did you say when you were a kid? When people said, hey, come Bax, ha ha ha. I guess I probably just tried to think, I tried to act like I thought it was funny, because I wanted to be accepted. Mm. Here's here's what you do though, like when when you actually you got to have a good comeback. So if someone goes, "Oh, good comeback," you go, "No, comebacks." <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh." <laughs> so that's how you teach your kid. Because I was waiting, like you know, I was called Gobble when I was a kid. That was my nickname, first through sixth grade. Gobble. Yeah. Not Paul Gobble, just Gobble. Hey, Gobble or Gob. And because uh, at what point did kids become well educated enough to start saying Garbles? <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never. Honestly, that's how stupid. Even through <laughs> high school, never. Um, people called me Gobles before, but no one went good. Well, after the awards show, you're the Gobles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I was already. I was like, well, when my kid gets made fun of for being called, they call Gobble, blah blah blah. But it never happened because Turkey never came back. Hard to believe. Right? Wait, what happened? You know, in the 70s, it was cool to call people a turkey. Oh, right, yeah. Jive or otherwise. Yeah, I get it. But it never came back. That never <laughs> never came back around. It cycled back around. You'd think it would. Um, so, we've been gone for two weeks. We hope everybody had a great New Year's Eve and nobody died and uh, no one was hurt. Now, I don't know anyone who died or was hurt. What about you? Uh, no, I guess I don't. No, nobody personally. I mean, I heard apparently... Uh, this Christmas, 26 people were shot and killed with a gun on Christmas Day in America. So, it's pretty fucked still. And these fucking idiots in Oregon. You heard about that, right? Yeah, a little bit. I haven't uh, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. delved into it. An ABC tweets, peaceful protest in Oregon. You guys are fucking carrying guns. They're literally armed. How is that a peaceful protest? Anyway, I watched some shows. I'll tell you everything I watched. I watched F is for Family, the Bill Burr oh, cartoon Bill on Netflix. Yeah. Very funny. That's what I'm hearing. It's a cartoon, and so, I mean, the animation is, I like it. It's up to you whether or not you like it, but it's funny, the dialogue, and because he plays his dad. On, it's clearly okay. his family. Right. There's a little kid named Bill, and he has an older brother and a younger sister. Um, but he does the voice of his dad, who's like, obviously, the put-upon dude, and they grew up. They're growing up in the 70s. It's just about his childhood. But it's pretty fucking funny. And it's great because his dad cusses all the time. Uh-huh. That's the funniest part. His dad is constantly cussing. And like in the second episode, they go to a ball game. And little Bill goes to the bathroom by himself for the first time at a stadium. Yeah. So, of course, he's traumatized because... They live in Boston or wherever. It's like a trough. Yeah, it's a trough, and it's all old, you know, older men, and they're all saying dick and cock and fuck like constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Like while he's in there trying to figure out where to pee, and it's fucking hysterical. And he's traumatized. He never wants to use a public restroom again. So that's a funny show. Um, This making of a murderer show. 
I can't wait to get it, to delve into it. I don't like true crime because it makes me very, very sad when I hear about, you know, yeah. like how this guy was railroaded. But apparently everyone's fucking talking about it. I watched the first couple with Brooke, but I, I couldn't I couldn't take much more. But the funniest part of this is, and people have picked this apart, there's a part where they notice he didn't own any underwear. <laughs> like they, they're looking for some underwear to, I don't know, get a sample or something. And they say he doesn't own any, but they just gloss over that. They say, well, we were, we were ordered to get a pair of his underwear, but he didn't own any underwear. So we went blah, blah, blah. How do you not own any underwear? Like, I guess, like, you stop wearing underwear, and eventually someone's like, ah, get rid of these. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I find that to be hilarious, that you don't have one pair of underwear. So he didn't even wear, he didn't even own anything exotic or unusual? What is the uh, the line from Stripes? Yeah. I, I like, really wear underwear when I do. It's usually something unusual. <laughs> mesh. I like something in low-cut mesh, if possible. Yeah, so I found that funny, the underwear thing. Um, but I said I posted on Facebook, I also do not own any underwear, so don't ask. And some guy said, uh, some guy asked me, well, what about on special occasions? And I said, depends. <laughs> right? Come That's on, ladies. That's a good one. Hilarious. Um, all right, I also watched the show River on Netflix. It's an English cop show with Stellan Starsgard. Have you heard about this? I don't this? know about that one at all. It's fairly new, but it's it's brand new on Netflix. But it's basically Reigns, that old show with Jeff Goldblum, where he was a cop who saw dead people. I don't even remember that. Really? It was very short-lived on NBC. From what I've read... that was the one where... Uh, what's the one where Dwight from The Office was a jerk? What was that one called? That was... A couple, a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was just that his name. That started with an R2, didn't it? Yeah. I, I want to say Rain or something like that, yeah. but it wasn't that. Yeah. But uh, apparently River and Reigns are both based on the same thing. So they use the same origin, whatever. But it's like Stone Skarsgård starts out, he's driving around with his partner. Um, and you realize quickly, oh, she's dead. She's not a ghost, but okay. a figment of his imagination. And he's desperate to figure out who killed her. In the meantime, he's also solving other murders. And just like on Reigns, he basically comes to a murder and then walks away thinking about it. And the victim is now talking to him the whole time and he can't of course ask the victim who killed you because they're a figment of his imagination they only know what he okay. knows so it's kind of cool kinda similar to rescue me in that in that sense a little bit yeah except you know he's solving murders and he's always talking to his dead partner okay. whereas in rains <clears throat> like in, in in river they make it clear almost after like like the opening credits, it's actually, you should watch the first episode, at least the first 10 minutes. Because the opening credits, him and his partner leave a crime scene and a song comes on the radio. She's a woman. And she's like, oh, and turns it up and starts singing it. Uh-huh. And then that's the credits for the the show, the opening credits. Run while she's singing and they're oh. driving around. And it's kind of neat. And then when they get to where they're going, she says something and you see the back of her head's got a giant hole in it. And it's like, oh, she's not really there. Whereas on Reigns, he's talking to dead people and he's also talking to Malik Yoba the whole time, who was his old partner, uh-huh. and he's using a cane. So you're like, oh, he's not a cop anymore because he has to use a cane. But it's not until the end of the episode you realize, oh, he's dead. He's talking to his dead partner the whole time. And his dead partner is saying, how come you keep talking to dead people? So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of fun. And it's Jeff Goldblum. But this one, obviously, it's Stellan Starsgard, so he's really reserved and... You know, and quiet, but it's kind of cool. If you like that, if you like that, it, it's good. Um, also, there's a show 
on Netflix called Metastasis. Have you heard about this? No. It's the Spanish version, I think it's Colombian, of Breaking Bad. And it even says it's the shot-by-shot remake of Breaking Bad. It's everything, but it's in Spanish. Walter Blanco <laughs> is a <laughs> an unassuming science teacher. And uh, he hooks up with this old student of his, whose name is like Jose Rosas. <laughs> and uh, they get help from this lawyer, Saul Bueno. <laughs> Who has a, a late night uh, legal... Shouldn't it be Point of Ombre? Mm. It should be, but it's not. But we watched like the first 10 minutes or so, and it's, I mean, the first scene is him. They have a bus, a school bus, instead of a tray, instead of a camper. Uh-huh. But he's driving a school bus, and he gets out, and he's, me amo. I said, he got out, and he looked at the camera, and I said, me amo Walter Blanco. <laughs> and he goes, me amo Walter Blanco. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> you said it. But it's, we watched some, it's, it's, like, I looked through the episodes, uh, Mike Trout is a character, it's, it, and it says also, uh, in the opening credits, you know, based on Breaking Bad created by Vince Gilligan. So obviously, everything else is the same. The only bad part is, he wears this awful rug in the first few episodes. Uh-huh. It's so fucking heinous. But, if you like, if you, you know, and it's also, it's presented with captions, with, uh, okay. you know, in English, so... But you don't you know what's going on. If you yeah. watch the show, you get it. So it's kind of fun and funny. But they called it metas- metastasis. Uh-huh. Why do you think they didn't call it Breaking Bad? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that is that not a a, a phrase? Well, because it wouldn't be alliterative, right? Whatever Breaking is, and yeah, balls, but they still call so him Walter Blanco. That's not alliterative. Why didn't no, they call him? You're right, but it probably would. Benjamin Blanco come across as uh, as catchy as Breaking Bad. So metastasis, well, hard to even say. Right? Yeah, I get it, and it's a, a chemical reaction and all that, but it doesn't. I don't know. Uh, anyways, it's interesting. I don't think it's that difficult to say. Okay, say it. Metastasis. No, okay. Metastasis. No, metastasis. Your story checks out. All right. Uh, also, I wanted to talk about Blood and Oil. Um, Blood and Oil, you should watch. If you watched it and thought it was corny, you should watch it because obviously, when they got the uh, when they got the word that it was canceled. They just finished it. They wrote to the end. They 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 immediately dropped some storylines, uh-huh. and you never saw those characters again in like the last three episodes. And everything works out. Happy ending for everybody. <laughs> Don Johnson turns into a nice guy all of a sudden. Literally every character has a amazing happy ending, and it ends with Don Johnson and his wife standing on their like their land, and him going, "This is a life for us." Big ass helicopter shot. And happy ending. They all lived happily ever after. It's fucking great, That's though. Fantastic. So they're all on Hulu. All those episodes are on Hulu. You should watch it. And I, my prediction is they're going to do what Ashley Judd did with her shitty show that got canceled. Missing. Yeah, and they're going to show it. They're going to say it's a mini series. And I bet you Don Johnson gets an Emmy nomination for it. Best okay. supporting actor in a mini series. Um, all right, turning to uh, a, a more serious topic. Okay. Mark uh, Salling on Glee is going to go to prison for having images of uh, naked kids on his computer. I did not hear this. This is the first time he didn't hear anything about this. No. Oh, dude, he got busted no, I, when the when the show ended. I got yeah. rid of all my Google notifications. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over Twitter, though. Picture of Puck saying, "You know, cops came in and busted him." He had hundreds of pictures of underage naked kids on his computer. So, uh, I mean, obviously the jury is still out, but 
uh, if we learned anything from Jared, we know that this guy's going to jail. We don't put up with that anymore. But here's the thing that I wanted to bring up. Remember that hilarious scene on Glee when Puck and Kitty were talking about fucking? Remember that when he comes back? And he meets Kitty and they talk about how they're going to get together and she can't wait to have sex with him and he's going to totally bone her. And people And people watched it and went, hey, that's a little creepy. He's a grown up and she's still in high school. I know the years are only, there's only a three, four year difference in the two of them, but still gross, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, the people who wrote that didn't know. They knew it was not cool. How about college... College boys date high school girls all the time. And when they're under 18, they shouldn't do that. They well, shouldn't that, be dating. That, um, and he wasn't in college either. State to state. He or, he he's had college already, age, though. But he had already joined the military, and he owned his own business. He was a, He's a man dating, talking about fucking a high school kid in a cheerleader uniform. All right. That is not okay. And this is why. Because when that actor eventually gets arrested for child pornography, right. Ryan Murphy... You should feel like an asshole. At the very least, you should feel like an asshole. I feel like you're... No, I, I, I disagree with you. <laughs> it's like, this is not the issue here. This glee thing is not the issue. Well, no, it's not the issue. But obviously, it's the issue that I can say something about. I'm not going to go on a rant about how bad it is to be a child molester or a predator. I think okay. we all get that. I'm, point, I'm shining a light on the fact that when he wrote this pedophilical scene... I don't even know if that's a word. In his show... Apparently, everybody on the set said, great, sounds good. Nobody spoke up and said, you can't put this on TV. Even though people who watched it said, no, thank you, that's not okay. I don't remember that backlash. It doesn't seem, we're talking about a 19 or 20 year old guy and a girl who's, what, 16 or 17? Like, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like that big I know you live your life by different rules, but it's not okay. If you had a kid in high school, you'd know it's not okay. Um... And then the last thing I wanted to bring up was Star Wars. <clears throat> oh, I saw that. Okay, good. So let's talk I about it. Last time we recorded, I hadn't seen it. Right. All right, so now we all saw it. So we're going to spoil some shit here. Oh, we are. Okay. Yeah. That's so a good war- warning. Because that, you know, uh, I, I had my big rant about s- spoilers the other day. But I was thinking, I was on Jim Bruce's uh, podcast, Who's This Now, the Christmas episode. And we talked about it right before we went and saw it. And I was saying, I understand, for Star Wars fans... This is a lifetime, once in a lifetime event. Right. And there are major plot points in this movie that you won't want spoiled. So I'd give a pass okay. on anyone, on any grown adult that I know who wants to act like a 10 year old because this movie brings them back to when they were 10 years old. That's fine. And I won't ruin it for anyone. In fact, I have a great joke that I have yet to make okay. in public because it spoils major okay, plot so points. Okay, so spoiler warning starts now. What's your joke? My joke is. That for the next two movies, that every time they show Chewbacca, he's just sitting in front of the Millennium Falcon looking sad. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's funny. Because he's a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> um, but uh, I have some major problems with the film, um, but they don't ruin it. I mean, I still liked it. Um, here's my biggest problem with it. In all the years that Han and Chewie have known each other, he never once shot that fucking crossbow. I had the same thought. It doesn't bother me like it bothers you. It bothers me. I didn't me have that thought. A little bit. Only only the second time when he goes, oh, I like this thing. What? 
You guys have known each other for 40 years. Yeah. And you've never once gone, let me see that. He's standing next to you holding it for 40 years. Right? Yeah. It's absurd. Why did they put that in yeah, there? Yeah, you're right. It ruins the movie. <laughs> I'm not saying it ruins the movie. It is absurd, though. It's I, I, I admit I did have that thought. Okay. Because I saw it twice. and didn't bother me as much the second time, but it still bothered me. And what what does Han yell at his son? What's his What's the name they gave him? Ben. Is that what he says? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. It's hard to tell what he says. Um, the other thing I find funny is how there's all these articles about how Harrison Ford earned like 10 times as much as everyone else yeah. in the movie. Yeah. No shit. He's the only movie star in the fucking thing. <laughs> He's in it for at least half the movie yeah. way more than anybody else is right. you know except for the younger kids he's way more than Hamill and Carrie Fisher and is that it and C-3PO and those guys yeah. aside from Chewbacca of course he fucking made a zillion dollars he should have he's not going to make any off the next two exactly because he said <laughs> he, I don't even think he wanted to be in this one he just did it because he knew he kind of had to that's the other thing is these actors weren't contractually obligated to do this. No. None of them. <clears throat> so there's only one reason that Harrison Ford is going to do this fucking movie for a giant paycheck. And, and he did it. And because I think Harrison Ford has been on the record about how he wanted Han Solo to die in Return of the Jedi. Right. And so I think this is that was probably something that J.J. Abrams used to bring on board. Bring on board. Like, yeah. You can do this one and then you're done. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will kill you off and we won't ask you to do any more. My, uh, my biggest problem with the movie, honestly, and this almost did ruin it. If she was in the movie more, it probably would have ruined it. The fact that Harrison Ford looks his age and Carrie Fisher has at least three inches of fucking makeup on. And huh. whatever they did with her hair, it is almost childish. Like, Han Solo, you can't even tell where his real scar begins and his age lines on his chin, you know? Uh He's an old man, and he looks like an old man. Why can't Princess Leia be an old woman? They're the same age. They're married. They have a kid together. Why do they have to cake this fucking makeup on her face to make her look like some old lady who has a ton of makeup on? She's a beautiful woman. And she's in a and, and she's playing a powerful she's not like a really the princess anymore, you know what I mean? She's a badass the way she uh presented herself in the first movie. So let her look like, you know, uh uh Diana Rigg or Helen Mirren or an older, beautiful, strong woman. What the fuck? I didn't notice. I but I, that's a good Really? When she showed up you didn't go, Oh my god. Nice try. Because <laughs> no, I didn't. Because I think, you know, if she had showed up the way she looks, there wouldn't be all this backlash about how bad she looks. Huh. Right? Because she would look her age. And I feel bad for poor Carrie Fisher. She's delicate enough as it is. That's why she quit acting. She's fucking nuts. She doesn't need this kind of pressure. Uh, because Carrie Fisher's great. I'm a huge fan of hers. Yeah, she's in, awesome. In every way. And I'm sure she knew once she got back in front of the camera, the first thing people were going to say, boy, Princess Leia looks old. But that's why she quit acting in the first place because she was tired of playing that game. Yeah, I, I think it's fucking corny and bullshit. And uh, uh, I like the movie for the most part, but <clears throat> there's some corny ass bullshit in that movie. Um, but I'm glad I got to make my joke. So, all right. Um, I think that's all. Those are all the only things I wanted to talk about. Oh, the, oh, just those. 
Is that it? Are you sure? Well, I watched a bunch of movies. I watched I, It, I it Follows. Ton, I've seen a ton of movies. I saw The Revenant. I saw The Hateful Eight. I saw Spy, which is amazing. I think you uh, saw it, right? Really? That movie came out in July. Yeah, but I'm doing my year-end like catch-up. <laughs> Catch up on all this. All right, now here's my question about Spy because it was funny, but and my favorite part was Jason Statham. I thought he was hysterical. Those two together, most of McCarthy and Jason Statham together, it could be just those two for two hours, and it would have been. And that's what you think it is from the commercials, right? I didn't see any. Oh yeah, in the commercials they show a lot of the funniest shit, but they're not enough. But why is an English dude working? We've already talked about. All right, all right. So did did that occur to you while you were watching? Well, because you had already put it in my head. But yeah, I mean it is. It is clearly a thing with Paul Feig at this point, right? Because he's got Chris O'Dowd right? as yeah. a cop. Yeah. And then he's got Damien Bashir as right. an FBI agent. And yes. here he's got Jason Statham and the woman from Call the Midwife, whose name I forget. Yeah. Um, they can't be he's, doing It's that. clearly something he's doing on purpose, having foreign nationals in American law enforcement roles. Yeah. He's it's got weird. to be. He's got um, to be. That's perfectly fine. I also saw some smaller stuff. The... Um, Documentary about Mar- Marlon Brando called "Listen to Me, Marlon." Oh, I didn't even hear about uh, that. I guess it aired on Showtime uh, sometime earlier this year. I watched that; that's amazing. Um, I like Dope a lot. Did you see Dope? Mm-mm. I hear it's really good, though. I like it. it like it, at the end, it gets a little heavy-handed when it doesn't need to. Because um, it's about fashion for the most part, right? Uh, no, it's about um, drugs. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I thought it was about. What? Is it? Oh, I'm thinking about Fresh. Oh. That's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Fresh, yeah. It's because um, Dope's not a documentary, right? No, okay. Fresh is about a documentary about like okay. hip hop fashion. Um, and I saw Spike Lee's new movie, Chirac. Saw it yesterday. It's awesome. Yeah, it's I, it looks good to me. As far as TV, though, here's what I've been doing. I haven't Wait, let me ask you. Hateful Eight. Do I have to see it in 70 millimeter? I don't think you have to see it. No, it's my least favorite Quentin Tarantino. Really? Movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I heard it's a little. It's uh, like it's basically he. Typed the N word a hundred times, <laughs> right? And, and said, "Everybody, go act." I, I was, yeah, and like I mean, the second after the intermission, it turns into almost like a kind of B grade horror movie where like it just introduces characters just so there's more people to kill off in like in cre- increasingly bloody and grisly ways. Okay, and it seems like I mean he's always been kind of sadistic, but this seems like there's no underpinning to it uh, for a large part of the time. It's like this is just him wallowing in. Just some really extreme violence. Well, now I heard the same thing about Bone Tomahawk, which people are saying is a great movie yeah, this year. I've heard good things I didn't with see Kurt it. Russell, also Kurt Russell. But I hear there's like what I read is this reviewer said it was the grisliest, bloodiest thing he's ever seen in a movie huh. was in this movie. So, but that can be a good. Kurt thing. Russell's going with his career. I guess so. Death Proof um, started it. He loved it. But uh, as far as TV, I haven't been watching much new TV. But uh, Mrs. Howell and I have picked back up our Buffy and Angel rewatch, which we're doing something I've wanted to do for a long time, which is watch them, rewatch them as they aired. So now we're in like season four of Buffy and season one of Angel. Okay. And going back and forth, so you're getting the whole, uh, the crossovers and stuff. Sure. And, um, that's been a lot of fun, but I've, I've noticed, uh, uh, we, we, we just got, we're in Angel season one. <laughs> we just recently watched the episode She... I don't know if you remember it. I do not. But it, uh, and I googled this. I'm not the first person to make this uh, to to make this observation. But Bai Ling, the actress Bai Ling, has the distinction of appearing in the worst episodes of both Angel and Lost. Interesting. By, oh, she was uh, Jack's uh, the tattoo girl, girlfriend in Phuket. Yeah, who gave yeah. him the tattoo on Lost, and here she's a 
this episode, she like tries to. I, I think it's trying to like address things like sex slavery and female genital mutilation. Really, these demons, and she's like this demon princess who her the females of her people are being captured and having like their some sort of like spying thing where their personality and sex drive lies getting crushed and turned into sex slaves. Okay. And so she's there. She's come to our dimension to rescue them. Got it. Um, it's really clumsy and <laughs> uneven and it's a really, really bad episode. That's funny. By Ling. I remember when she was the next big thing. And Sean Gunn is in that episode. That's his second time on Angel. He's like two different characters on Angel, but the first one was so heavily made up that he wasn't oh, I guess, right. recognizable enough. So they. Oh, I remember that. I remember watching that and going, hey, that's the guy from Gilmore Girls. Uh, All right, so uh, Buffy and Angel, it's great, great show. <laughs> I want to do that with uh, Star Trek, with because uh, you can watch Next Generation um, and Deep Space Nine like that. Oh, right, because they have crossovers a lot. Like, uh, well, you know, O'Brien from Next Generation goes on to Deep Space Nine, and then later on, Worf when they canceled Next Generation, Worf goes on to Deep Space Nine as a full-on character. And then there's tons of crossovers. And then you can watch start watching Voyager, too, in the few crossovers they did. Okay. But they also reference things. But uh, but some people say Voyager is the worst show ever on TV, so that they won't watch it. But Brooke has never seen any of that stuff, so I, I might do that when, uh, when I retire <laughs> in the year. Um, uh, all right. I guess we could talk about this fucking Mystery Diner show now. I explain yourself. I had so much David. fun watching it, knowing that you were <laughs> hating it, because you and I actually like this about you. You don't ever enjoy things ironically. No, that's. I think like, that's a you only laugh small-minded stuff, thing to you do. You only laugh at stuff that's meant to be funny. Exactly. And there's nothing about Mystery Diners that is meant to be funny, and yet it is one of the things I look forward to watching more than other shows every week. My wife and I, Mrs. Hall and I. They're so excited when there's a new Mystery Diners because the show is has gone... Like I talked about in the early season, like it's a reality, quote-unquote reality show that was always, like a lot of reality shows, very heavily staged. This and, one is well, I think 100% in the, Yes, though. that's what I'm saying. In the early stages, it felt like what they were doing is like, okay, maybe these are some real... Based on some real things that actually happened in these restaurants, and we're right. reenacting them or making it seem yes. like it's more convenient, make it seem like they all happen on the same night, so it's more um, dramatically interesting. Mm-hmm. But now the show has just gone off the rails, <laughs> where everything is so made up. Uh, this episode was a comic book themed uh, diner in New York City, where the owner had his own line of comic books called um, what was it called? Bologna was the well, character's was the name. Character. I don't remember. It was what called it was like called. Cyber Sapien, I think. It was something like that. Okay, yeah. And apparently, within the reality of the show, All right. this home, like self published series is so popular that people coming in off the street are like, oh my god, are you Bologna from Cyber Sapien? Right, because there's pictures of her everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And keep in mind that the bulk of this business is a diner. He has. He had seemed like he had a cool menu. He had like the villains menu and the heroes menu. Yeah. And the villains menu had some crazy food, and the heroes menu was more uh, salads and wraps. And... Yeah, but it's but they don't sell comics there. They he sells his comic, which looked more like a graphic novel. It was bound. Yeah, it was like three. Yeah. yeah, it was big. But they don't. And he put he has comics on the wall and stuff. That's the theme. But it's not a comic shop. It's a diner, for sure. Yeah. But they don't talk about the food. 
uh, at all. Well, but no, he, at the beginning they did because this is this is the deal with these restaurants is they agree to be on this and have these ridiculous things on there. This is all my hypothesis uh-huh. for advertising, right? Well, of course, and That's so everyone why, has yeah. the beginning where they introduce, "Hi, I'm so and so. I own Action Burger." And here's what we have. You got to try our this and our this, and it has shots of the food and people eating. And that's like the advertisement. And then they get out of the way and let Charles Styles and his mystery diners make a mockery of their establishment. It's terrible. I'm gonna tell you why it's terrible. Uh, not not you, but you, the listener, because you know why. The listener. Here's why it's terrible. Every line that these people say is scripted. Yeah. Because you can tell because they're not actors or they're wannabe actors and they're so bad they cannot uh, naturally say a, a line that they've rehearsed. So even there's a scene in this one where the manager, they want to show that he's a bad manager, he gets in an argument with a customer over who, which is the better movie, Daredevil or uh, a Batman, Something one, like one yeah. of the Batmans. And I already don't remember. they get in an argument with it, and he kicks the guy out for saying Daredevil's a good movie. Yeah. Which I understand because it's such it's a bad a movie. movie. <laughs> but you don't. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that that ever happened. That he kicked a guy out. Right. I'm sure he argues with people, but kicking a guy out, and then, uh, but then they 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 reference it while they're talking. While it's happening, they're like, they they say, "Well, you're." Your manager's having an argument over who's the best Batman. That's not what they're arguing no. about. Yeah. He doesn't even... They don't even have that part correctly. They yeah. correct it later on well, when they confront him. There's a whole part where the woman who's dressed up as Bologna, yeah. the uh, the character, is like... The premise is that the manager and the cashier are so distracted by her and flirting with her that there's this huge line of customers building up. Right. You see, so you see her like posing and then talking, and you see the... Frustrated line of customers, but then when they cut to the wide shot, there's yeah. no one behind her. There is no line whatsoever. Yeah, they can't even have that basic level and they of even confidence. Sh- they even show the frustrated line of customers and one guy turning around and leaving. Yeah, to make it clear, see, you're losing business. Yeah, and then uh, now this is the part that I don't understand: is he says that he has some comics missing, and uh-huh. they immediately go on eBay and find them because well, they go on. They don't say even. Yeah, they go online. Oh, <laughs> this is the best part. That his uh, is that the regular private detective that they use? Is he um, on every episode? It's it's regional. That's when they're on the east. He's oh, the okay. east coast uh, private detective. So he has an uh, uh, like an iPad that uh-huh. he's looking at I, uh, eBay, yeah. and he says, <laughs> "This is the first thing. I'm gonna leave this with you because this information is only on this iPad. It's a Gap <laughs> iPad, apparently." And <laughs> And you can't look it up yourself on any of these other computers, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to leave it with you. Just in case. It's so, <laughs> just in case, which of course it does. Turns out below, the chick playing Bologna has been uh, <laughs> basically stealing or somehow getting these cheap comics and then selling them on eBay. Now, here's the part okay, that not I... EBay, an internet site. On, an, on the just, internet. It's just a picture of the comic book. There is no information right. about how much, like where the auction is, how much it's going for. When you show them the, the, the site, it was just... A picture of the comic. See, here's your Hawkman comic book. For how much and for well, how that much. Was the other thing is so. that uh, when the uh, when the owner mentioned the three comics that he, that had gone missing, the three rare comics had gone missing. It changed. Yeah, one of the three changed. Like when when the crowd investigator was like, "Here's your three comics. You've got your Donald Duck and you whatever." And they said, "You got Hawkman." And Hawkman wasn't one of the. No, once he it wasn't. 
And you'd think the host would be a little better at what oh, he's doing. He's terrible. But, and that's part of the fun, is that he he's not any better an actor than the non-actors. Like the, no. So, the, like, some of our... Mrs. Hollow Knight, we watch the show so much. And some of our favorite things are in the uh, uh, beginning consultation, mm-hmm. the way Charles Stiles is so bad at pretending to listen to people. We're yeah. just doing that, like, nodding and, like, head-turning <laughs> thing. Like, it cracked us up. And then whenever they're watching the monitors and something fishy happens... So I'm Charles, looking at the corner of the monitor. But first you see him go, hmm. Like, you see him notice something Horrible. on the monitor. He's so bad at... It's... And he always says, so I'm looking at the corner of the monitor over there, and I yeah. noticed... Yeah, and then he also says, when the, when, the, when the employees are doing something wrong, uh, you know, like giving free food away, he'll say, now, do you allow your employees to give Oh, God. <laughs> it's, there's this thing about reality TV when the, uh, when the non-actors are giving information. Um, because they're non-actors, they all kind of revert to this. Like on Shark Tank, when people are giving their spiel, they almost always say, when, uh, like, say Mark Cuban will say, what are your sales? And they'll go, so our sales this year have been blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They always start with, so blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they don't realize they're just talking in what they think is a normal, natural speaking voice. But, of course, everybody's doing that, so it, it stands right. out when you watch it. And that's what happens on this show. So I noticed blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So my guy, blah, 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 because what they're doing is the producer saying, okay, here I want you to explain what's going on. And action. So over here, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Nobody realizes they're doing it. But if yeah, you, so you, see, you yeah. see that they're doing it in editing, just fucking cut that. <laughs> cut the so or tell them, don't say so. Uh, you can just say, don't say so, but maybe people don't notice that. But it's amazing to me that every single person, the best is the exclamations. When they show the guy who owns the diner and he's up, supposed to be upset and uh-huh. he goes, Bologna, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe my eyes. They also, uh, <laughs> the thing I've noticed the Mystery Dunners producers do, to make the owners passion, seem more passionate, they'll bleep things that clearly didn't need to be bleeped <laughs> yes. to make it seem like they're cussing up a storm. Honestly, this show looks like something that was made for the internet, <laughs> and then and then they just bought it. And put it all on. Yeah, they put it well, all on one. Well, I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get a more outlandish one. Because I have to tell you what happened. It was either last week or two weeks ago. This guy had it wasn't a restaurant. He had a wholesale um, refurbished kitchen equipment like warehouse. Okay. Right? And the premise was some of his customers were getting their equipment, which he like cleans and refurbishes. And they're saying, "Well, this still has cookie dough in it. It's still like oh. it's still used." And he's like, I don't know what's happening because he says, I've got this these security cameras that have facial recognition software. What? All of my employees have had their faces scanned. Oh, my God. So if anyone who wasn't one of my employees came in, I would immediately get a notification. That was the premise. Okay. And then it turns out that his security guard is one of triplets. <laughs> and he and his brothers have been coming in and running a fly-by-night... Uh, bakery <laughs> operation. Oh, that's <laughs> using, great! Using his equipment, I might have actually loved that. <laughs> but the cameras didn't pick it up because he's triplets. triplets. Do they show that they're triplets? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. They yeah, show they, all they, three they guys. Hired triplet actors. Clearly. That's great. Well, that that, that that one they put in. A, obviously, this comic book one they thought, well, the comic book thing is enough to make it interesting. Right, yeah. But that one, I actually kind of like that because 
here's what I think. Because at the end of the show, it says, if you have a problem, you know, call, contact us. I think what happens is people call and go, hey, I have this comic book shop and I caught somebody stealing and I fired them. And they go, great, let's make a show out of it. Uh-huh. And they basically, <laughs> and they put in all this other shit and they say, well, we need, we need something else. He's like, oh, one time my manager got in a fight with a guy. Great, <laughs> put that in there. Did he kick him out? Well, no, they just kind of had words. Ah, okay, well, we'll say he kicked him out. And then they pay these guys uh, a couple hundred bucks for the day. To do this, because they have, because like the manager guy who was his man, they that has to be the guy. Obviously, the girl playing Bologna uh-huh. was not the same girl because they fired her. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can't be the same girl, and and because this is a reenactment, they're not going to get the girl they fired and bring her back. But they say to him, "So what happened? You fired her, and she kept the costume? Yeah, she kept the costume. Or well, let's just say she kept the costume, but." It is, I don't know, this could be, because I, I understand liking things that are terrible, not ironically, but just like in a almost uh, sadistic, masochistic yeah. way, I like this show that's so bad, because Brooke is like that. She, she watches QVC all day long <laughs> and plays on her iPad, and sometimes she sees interesting things and will order them, but for the most part, like, there's this guy, David something... And he has a show called In the Kitchen with David. And he's this really tall, southern gay guy. And he's actually pretty fun to watch. And he sells a lot of food. Like, you know, you can order food on QVC. And it's gourmet food and all. But, like, he'll eat some of it and be like, like, there's this great clip they showed on the soup. I think he's selling cheesecakes. (laughs) And he takes a bite of one and goes, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking hysterical. And now I watch that, not ironically, like, God, this guy, I hate this guy because I'm watching, but more like, man, this guy's killing it. You know? He's <laughs> right. killing it at his job. He's really good at his job. Granted, his job's fucking stupid. I will say that, but he's good. That's I like to recognize people who do that. A lot of times when I'm late at, out at night driving, you know, and I'll go, like, through a drive-thru, and it's hella busy because it's the only thing open, and there's a dude in there who's just fucking, you know, Going crazy trying to get all the orders out. Uh-huh. And I'll say, dude, you're killing it. Killing it tonight. Keep it up. And they always smile because they're like, I guess just because it's nice to have someone say something yeah. nice. But I I think, you know, if you're great at what you do, regardless of what it is, you know, okay. be, be happy about that. And as far as TV goes, there's so many people on TV doing so many different things. You know, when I used to watch wrestling when I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling from T- from Atlanta on TBS. There's a dude named Gordon Soley who was who was the main commentator, and he's dead now. But you ask any wrestling fan who Gordon Soley is, he's a legend. He was this little old man uh-huh. uh, who could who could have been killed by any of these wrestlers. But he was like the, the the elder statesman of wrestling journalism. And he was great. And he made it all great. And I thought, man, this guy is the best at what he does. And I didn't watch wrestling ironically. I watched right. it because I love the yelling at each other. The matches I could care less that's, about. That's not what Mr. Jenner's is. They're um, not good at anything. But, no, you're right. They are, they are bad at everything they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the sad part. But that but if you look at the show like that, like, hey, wanna watch the best version of bad TV? Right. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is a show that someone produced and got on TV, and yet there's nothing good about it. There's something almost beautiful about that. And it keeps, like, they've clearly gotten higher budgets at the time ago. Like, this is clearly a hit for the Food Network. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I mean, granted, it's obviously a cheap show. They, yeah. you know, they're fucking, they do everything on the cheap there. Like the fact that they don't say eBay. Because yeah. they don't want to pay eBay. <laughs> yeah. And they have one iPad that they all have to share. <laughs> uh, before we move on, the one thing I want to say, another thing that I like to do about when I, after Mr. Vanish, is I like to go look up these businesses on Yelp. Yeah. Because you'll find people writing reviews as if they're the only ones who have figured out that this is fake. No. Oh, like, God. don't support these people. They're, oh, this is a hoax or whatever. Like, obviously. Really genius? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. And but... I will continue watching it as long as <laughs> they keep making them. But uh, honestly, this is no different than, you know, me watching Big Brother and fucking American Idol. You know, I wanted to bail on American Idol, and it starts this week, but it's the final season. How can I bail on the final season of a show that I watched and loved for over 10 years? Uh, so, we'll, we'll watch. I don't know. It might suck, though. All right. You want to move on from this? Yeah, let's do trivia. Okay, uh, trivia two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, it was... Well, you got my question, so you offered up a question about Beth on News Radio and right. what, is, what her last name is. And the answer is she doesn't have one. She was the only character who did not have a last name. Um, and it, they didn't make that a joke on the show, but it was like fans know Beth was the redheaded receptionist without that was a joke on the show like every office has a cute redheaded receptionist is that true well they i think they were joking about kathy griffin because she was on suddenly susan at the time uh-huh. and that was she was the redhead receptionist and then eventually there's this episode where some dude moved in upstairs from them and they're constantly making noise like the upstairs neighbors are constantly making noise and they and they're like it sounds like he's bouncing a basketball they go up there and that's what he's doing. He's bouncing a basketball, <laughs> but he has a redheaded receptionist. It's like, they don't know what's going on up there, but it's a dude and his redheaded receptionist bouncing a basketball. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But yeah, Beth uh, doesn't have a last name, and a couple people answered correctly, but Jen Edwards, our good friend Jen Edwards, got that correct uh, first. So uh, to a uh, merry Christmas to her, and maybe she'll get a prize. Yeah, we got some prizes. Oh, I found this. I don't know. I think this is from regular show. Did I show this to you before? I don't know. It's a cool shirt. It's definitely from regular show. It is? Yeah. So it's like it says it's like a gold gym shirt, but it says muscle gym and it's got who is that character? I don't know the character's name's on regular show. But it's a dude from the regular show working out and it says on the back on the bottom, you know who else works out here? It must be some sort of in joke that Yeah, established but, yeah. ten. Um but I don't know, I don't like regular show and this is a a uh, smaller shirt for me doesn't even have a size, but oh, it's a two XL. Still too small for me, but I got that as a prize if anyone wants it. All right, it's a double XL regular show obscure reference shirt. I still got plenty of Comic Con bags, uh, so you can have that prize if you want, Jen, or any other one. All right, you got a new question this week? Yes. Um, the uh, the thing I enjoyed most about this Ash versus Evil Dead episode, the first one I've ever seen. Uh, was Lucy Lawless, because Lucy Lawless is always great and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so here's the question. This is one, I, I don't know if this is obvious or just something that I know. Okay. Um, but uh, Lucy Lawless's um, main stunt double on Xena is now an actress in her own right 
and really? even appears in a movie that's currently in theaters. Do you know the actress's name? Well, I don't. I am just going to have to assume the only uh, stunt woman turned actress that I know is Zoe Bell. Yep, is that her name? Yes, and she has she, a small role in Hateful Eight. Because I know she was in Death Proof. Yeah, because she went she went from being Lucy Lawless' stunt double to being Uma Thurman's stunt double on Kill Bill, which is how she met Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. He cast her in Death Proof. Now she's an actress. She also has a small part in Django. She's uh, one yeah, of the, that's right. One yeah. of the bounty she's hunters. She's got like a um, bandana on her face the whole time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so, Zoe Bell. You got there. You go. Uh, that's I'm I'm on fire, man. I'm yeah. two for two on these questions. Um, There's a documentary before before she became like. There's a documentary about female stunt women. Stunt, I guess female stunt women is kind of, <laughs> but stunt doubles, uh, female stunt doubles uh, that I think is called like, what is? It? I think it's called Double Dare or something. And she's one of the focus, one of the featured ones in that, and that includes some uh, behind the scenes making of Kill Bill that's stuff. Cool. Um, that's a, people should check out that documentary. She's uh, yeah, and she's good. I like the, you know Death Proof. That's the only that's the half of that movie that's good. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. The other half, Planet Terror, no good. Um, all right, so let's move on to uh, Ash v. Evil Dead. Now, I watched this whole series um, because I was never a big Evil Dead fan. Um, I didn't really get the, uh, the, the appeal. But I love Bruce Campbell. <clears throat> I didn't watch him on anything until... I think Ellen was the first thing I ever saw Bruce Campbell on. Um, I knew of him, but like eventually she sells the bookstore that she owns to a company. Oh, this is the Ellen. Yeah, it was called Ellen. Right, but at first it was called These Friends of Mine. Right. But in the later, like maybe last season, she wants to buy a house, so she sells her bookstore and, to like a conglomerate. <laughs> Sorry if there's noise, my cat scratching on his thing. Uh, she says, she sells it to a conglomerate, and Bruce Campbell is the guy who comes in to run it. She still works there, but now he's the manager and her boss. And he was really funny on it, but I was like, hmm, this guy is supposed to be like this big, you know, indie star or whatever. I don't get it. And I didn't quite get it, but then I watched him on Burn Notice, loved Burn Notice, and loved him on it. And I got, I got his appeal, especially now. But then when I heard they were doing the show, I was like, well, I've never seen those movies, so I'm going to watch them. And I watched all three of them. And they're not good. Now, the first one obviously gets a pass because it was made for a nickel, you know, and it can't be good. He's the best actor in it, which is saying a lot considering he's so bad. Uh, You know, he's like 12 years old in that movie. He's no good. But the second and the third one especially, that's a big budget movie. Uh Ash versus the Evil Dead. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, right. I'm sorry. Uh, And it takes place in the past and there's a lot of special effects and stuff. But it's still no good. The premise of these movies is he reads something from a book and these monsters come back and he has to fight them. And he fights them. The end. Right? (laughs) That's the premise of every one of these movies and the show. That's the great thing. And... It, watching the show, I like. I watched all three of these movies, be, like recently, like last year, and I was like, "Why are these? Why do people like these? They're fucking dumb and corny. I mean, they're hella gory, and if that's your thing, okay." But yeah, I, I think they have sort of a sense of humor about them, like the show does. Yes, but it's not. You know, I guess maybe my bar for a sense of humor is a little <laughs> higher than what they what they have there. So, and I could see if I was a kid, like if I was in junior high at the time when those came out. Well, I was. I was in junior high when they came out. And if I gave a fuck, I probably would have really liked those. But the show, I'll say this. 
the fact that the show is just more of that uh-huh. is actually pretty great because every episode is just that. This episode of, that we watched, this last episode, every episode is like that. Well, that's okay. I have never watched any of this show before. Uh-huh. Um, and coming in, I, 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 I'm kind of torn about how I feel about it because there are things about the production and the effects and the gore and some of the camera tricks. Like, there were things that were really fun and exciting and gross and scary and stuff to watch. Yeah. But as an episode of television, this was insane and didn't make any <laughs> sense to me. Because, right. like, I, I, I have a way of thinking about television as being different from movies in that... Which it is. In, in that, I think, episodes, though they can be a part of the whole, in some way, either narratively or emotionally, need to... Stand on their own. Need to yes. have a beginning, middle, and on their own. Yes. This did not have that. This drops you into essentially the last half right. hour of a movie, and it's. It was almost. Uh, I, I feel like between me complaining about the gore in or the sadism and hateful eight, <laughs> and this, like I'm turning into like an old man who can't handle uh, violence. But this was grating to me for the first like ten minutes or so because it gave me. No build-up or anything. Yeah. It just dropped you into pure insanity. Where everyone's yeah. shouting and screaming and the wind is howling. And he uh, guts a woman with a chainsaw and then cuts her head off. Yeah. And, like, this is all in the first six or seven minutes. Yeah. And I couldn't find my footing. And it. Uh, I eventually got to a place of, like, just I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. But it's a, <laughs> it's a way of television storytelling that I can't get behind. Yeah, the funny thing is, I mean, obviously because they're on stars. They could cuss. There's no commercials. They can right. show as much blood as they want. So and that's great. And they do. And that's great. But it's almost like... Because I read that there was supposed to be a fourth movie. But okay. this show is basically in, in its place. They they got this deal and said, well, let's just make a TV show anyways. And it's doing great. I'm sure it will continue into a second series. As we saw, that the ending was left open-ended. Yeah. So there there's more to do. But the thing is, every episode is just like the one you watched. The beginning is, for some reason, he's on a date. He's got this girl in his trailer, and they're both drunk, and he reads from the book. For no reason. He's trying to impress her, and he reads her some poetry. And, of course, that brings out the Deadites. That's the show. He spends the rest of the show trying to kill them with his two friends. Goes to different places. Eventually goes back to the cabin right. from the first movie. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, uh, and then, like, like in the first few episodes, of course, there's a bunch of dead bodies lying around, and they and they they blow town, and that black chick shows up. She's a cop. She's like, "Hey, what's up with all these dead bodies?" So she's tracking him. She runs into Lucy Lawless. The two of them team up. Uh, Lucy Lawless gets killed by a deadite, but of course, we find out she's not human. Right. She comes back. But then the black chick, that's the one he, he cut in half. Yeah. She, so she's a monster for like the last two episodes. The problem is there's a lot of setup, but the ending is always the same. They turn into a monster, and Ash and his friends have to kill them. That's the whole fucking show, going around killing monsters. And it's funny to me because you watch a show with monsters, and you're like, well, how do you kill them? Werewolves, it's a silver bullet. Uh-huh. Dracula's, it's a stake, or cut off their head, or maybe burn them, you know? Uh, zombies, you gotta cut off their head or stab them in the head, whatever. Yeah. With this, it doesn't seem like any secret. It's just rip them apart. Yeah. Like even if you cut off their head, they still talk to you. 
It's like you have to literally destroy them to kill them. Yeah. Like even his hand. There, the, the episode to watch is actually the one before this. Of course, the penultimate episode, because. Lucy Lawless has his hand, uh-huh. and she's carrying it around with him to find him. Eventually, when they get to the cabin, the hand grows another ash. So now there's <laughs> there's two ashes, one of which is evil and grown from this hand, one of which is the real ash. So they're like, which one do we kill? It's that old thing. Yeah. But it's really funny, <laughs> because he says, because the key to this whole show is Bruce Campbell going... Yeah, well, I don't really know how to explain this, but my hand grew another me. <laughs> you know, the way he says, it's almost like he's such a bad actor, uh-huh. it works. And it's a really amazing to see. I think that's why he doesn't get so a lot of work, because he really, can't, he doesn't have a range. No. He doesn't have any yeah. range. What he does is brilliant, and he can't really do any other movies because... Ash is his guy. He, if he's in any other action or horror movie that he's the lead in, everyone's going to go, that's Ash. We're watching Ash. So yeah. there's no point. Well, I think another big part of Bruce Campbell's um, cult success is him as a person. Have you ever seen him interviewed? Absolutely. Or, or yeah. like him convention? and Lucy Lawless were both like on a, Colbert. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, or like a Comic-Con or WonderCon panel. Yeah. He's a delight. He's yeah. an awesome guy. And, he's, and obviously he learned early on, well, that movie. I mean, who the fuck... Who saw that movie in the theaters? I don't know. I, I, I'll give you $100 for every person you can find <laughs> me saw, saw Evil Dead in the theaters. But he knows that his entire career and, the, you know, and his success, and Sam Raimi too, they both know that if it wasn't for the fans who lost their shit over Evil Dead, they yeah. would have no careers. And I, I mean, especially Sam Raimi. He looks back on the shit he got to direct and was like, I can't believe that. You know what I mean? But he's made some awesome stuff. Yeah, I'm saying I can't believe I got to direct oh, right, that. Is yeah, what he's yeah. saying. He like uh, he did the first couple Spider Men's, all three, the, right? All three of the Tobey Maguire ones. Which the last one was god awful, but the first two are really good, yeah. especially the second the one. Second great. great, yeah. So he made uh, a simple plan with uh, I, Baxter, I hate Bill, that Bill, movie. Oh, that's a good movie. I know. I had an argument with Tyler once about it, <laughs> and Tyler <laughs> he argued with me the way he argues when I'm like, no, that movie is no good because of this and this and this, and he goes. No, I think it's a good movie. And I'm like, well, no, what about this part? And he goes, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> That's all he would say. He refused to argue with me about it. Uh, but yeah, he's awesome. So obviously you watch the show, and you can tell from the first five minutes if it's for you or not. But if you like Bruce Campbell, and you like, you know, a lot of, you're not bothered by blood and craziness, then go ahead and watch it. I mean, it's a little much for me. All you know, turn into a monster and say crazy shit, and then get your head splattered and blood everywhere, and blood in your mouth. Of course, is always in every episode. But yeah, I liked the running joke of that whoever that British girl was who got killed. That she keeps getting splattered with like blood yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that doesn't happen until later on when they get to the cabin. She's they find her. But the funny thing is, they inter- like the cop. They introduce these characters that you think, oh, okay, they're going to be a thing now, and they're not. Like she's she's got a she's got like a sheriff an older sheriff who she works with they go to investigate these killings and he gets killed by a deadite uh-huh. she's like what's going on eventually she runs into Lucy Lawless who's like we're looking for Ash great then Lucy Lawless gets burnt up burnt to a crisp and then her skeleton comes out of the burning fire and they split up and then she hooks up and you think her and her and Ash are gonna maybe hook up and get together but then they don't and she gets turned into a deadite and so it's uh, the only thing you know for sure is Ash and his two friends 
will not be deadites because that's the show. Right. Is Ash and his two friends fighting deadites. I will say, the dude with that thing on his face was very disconcerting. When he, you know what I mean? With, with the, the book. The book face on his Yeah, with the face on his face. Yeah. Wait, disconcerting, if that, that upset you? It was just really gross, especially him going, "Help me! Yeah. I'm gonna kill you." It was it was well done. Yeah, it it, it 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 was effective, is what I'm saying. I thought it was pretty gross in a good way when uh, Ash killed that demon child thing. Yeah, <laughs> take talk about taking it to the next level, creepy yeah. kid. God, that was horrible. But the way they like they they made it very gory, but kind of cheated. Oh, the way around it by showing the silhouette of what happened. Yeah, because the thing tried to swallow the shotgun, right? And so he just pulled the trigger, and its entire body blew apart. But yeah. it, you saw it in the shadow, not in the. You didn't see the actual thing. Yeah. So, and it, that's the other thing is just like the movie, the show is done on the cheap. You know, they have using like I saw Bruce Campbell on Leno a million years ago, back when I watched Leno, and he was showing how they did all the effects, and he had some bubble wrap, and he goes, and uh-huh. you know cracks it to like that's that's bones cracking uh-huh. and but the show is it has that same style like cheap effects yeah. sound effects and shit like that but i will definitely watch the second season but i don't know if you are a fan of any of that stuff we talked about go on stars.com and watch the show um or i'm sure it's all on demand on stars.com um and stars I, play stars play is that what it's called that's their hbo go is stars play stars Play. Stars has some great stuff. Did, did like you? Outlander. No, no. But it also has <laughs> uh, Survivor's Remorse, which is fucking awesome. Oh, what's the one you like a lot? Survivor's Remorse. No, what's the what's the one you like so much? Survivor's uh, Remorse. No, there's the other show that you're a big fan of. I like Spartacus. It's about no the one that's about the drug dealer who owns a club. You're such a big fan of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't remember what it's called. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Clearly, I'm not. You're not a fan of the show. I yeah. liked it, and you didn't. But oh, power, season. power. Yes. Yeah, that's no good. That's the Jay Z show, right? Or is or no? The it's other, the um, Fifty Cent. The Fifty Cent show. Whereas uh, Survivor's Remorse is a LeBron show, which he appeared on. He was in an episode of the second season. But the main reason to watch Survivor's Remorse is Mike Epps. I'll repeat it a million times. He's so great on the show. Um, uh, all right, so um, I guess that's it. Yeah, right? I, we, this was a fun episode. I'm glad that I finally got you to watch Mystery Diaries. Oh, man. <laughs> I might watch it again just to, to make sure that wasn't a dream. Um, <laughs> so next week, uh, a lot of new shows are coming on. American Idol premieres and a lot of crazy crap. But uh, I want to watch Angel fr- from Hell because I watched the trailer for it and it looked like a funny sitcom. But correct me if I'm wrong, has there been any new funny sitcoms this season? No. I mean, we're already... Well, um, The Grinder. Yeah. And it actually, The Grinder got better. Did you continue with it? I didn't, but I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Is uh, yeah. I like the pilot. Because the thing on The Grinder is, you know, he quit the show. So that later on, they talk about why he quit. And Jason Alexander is the creator and director uh-huh. of the show. And they talk about why he quit. But eventually, they bring back the grinder. It's his brother. Yeah. Played by Tim Oliphant. Yeah, I think I heard this. Yeah. And it's in New Orleans. So it's Grinder New Orleans. And instead of Mitchard Grinder, because for some reason Mitch is short for Mitchard, um, he's like Tad Grinder. And it's great because for, for no reason he'll say something, you know, Cajun. 
and it's it's even worse than the old grinder. <laughs> and so in the the winter finale, he's like, "Well, let's bring the grinder back because we want to kill him off." And it's really it, it there's a, there's a few episodes that take place in the home that are great. And I realize that's what I hate about the show. When he shows up, like when he's in their house, they all live together. They're a family. That's great. And the dynamic works because he's clueless, but the kids love him. The dad loves him. Fred Savage is going, man, come on. I've dealt with this all my <laughs> life. And the wife is like, it's okay, honey. And that is realistic. And it's a funny dynamic. But when he's at the office and the two people in charge are like, can we fucking work here? Could you leave so we could get some work done? <laughs> Whereas everyone else is going, yay, grinder, we're dumb and not getting anything done. That bugs me because it's not realistic. <laughs> the guy who's the head of the law office doesn't need his brother coming in and shoving shit off the desk so he can try to bang the chicken charge. And of course... Uh, Tim Oliphant does bang the chicken charge eventually, which is great. <laughs> Later on, and she's like, you're stupid, but let's do this. <laughs> and Natalie Morales is great. So the show got a lot better. It's funnier. Um, not so many other things disappointed. The Muppets fell short. Um, what else? What was the other one on Fox? Grandfather? Yeah. Nope. Fell short. But uh, Grinder is the only one that's, and but it's not a huge hit either. But I, I give Fred Savage full props on that show. Well, let's hope it's that Angel from Hell. I think this is going to be it. I watched. I thought it was good. It's got a great cast, but we'll see. So I'm going to watch the new sitcom Angel from Hell. And what are you going to watch? I am continuing my trend of not watching anything new. I'm once again going to uh, revisit Modern Family, which I'll say has not been very funny lately. This season has been uh, lackluster. It's had some. It's had some winners, though. The Thanksgiving episode, which was called Phil's Sexy, Sexy House. <laughs> Did you see that one? Yes. I thought that was fantastic. That was like yeah. old school Modern Family farce. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It had a lot of great timing and uh, a very game Julie Bowen, which is when she's at her best. That was when Phil was on that Segway. Was that that episode? No, wait, when was he on a Segway? You know, he wasn't, it was a pick, it was his as Oh no, iPad. that was last season. Oh, okay. This was just the Thanksgiving one where um, Phil was trying to sell a house that had all these, like, uh, you know, a fireplace and, like, all these, like, sort of, it was a bachelor pad. Like, oh, right, 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 right. And, and they were every, all using it. Everyone was trying to use it yeah, for different that reasons. was a funny episode. Uh, yeah, that was Yeah, funny. that was good. But it, you're right, it's uneven. It's an yeah. uneven season yeah. for sure. So I watch... Uh, Angel from Hell, and you will watch Modern Family. Yep. And here's a New Year's song, David. Just kidding. Yeah, I can't. No, that was, that was fun doing that, but I, uh, I can't do it right now. What? What if we ended every episode with... Karaoke? With Wonderful Christmas Time. With oh, no. Just that. No. It, it wouldn't be special anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's the great say, thing about uh, that song. Where we could find... Uh, people could find us. Uh, I think we skipped. Oh, we skipped over that. Jesus, because of trivia. Because I answered the trivia. That's right. Because yeah, I always right. say, send your answers to Paul at thekingoftv.com. Uh, uh, hashtags. I'm great with the hashtags. This new thing. Uh, watch, check out my hashtags for um, uh, the Oregon terrorists. They have demands. Uh-huh. So I've been hashtagging their new demands. Uh-huh. Like one of my favorite is. Uh, restitution for every guy who got a boner during the crying game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you got a boner during the crying game and you were like, oh, wait, that's a dude. Oh, no. Um, well, given the fact 
that I am the age I am, I knew that it was a dude well before I ever saw the really? game. That was definitely given well, away. I knew it because I, I saw it like six months after it was out. But Paul at thekingoftv.com, at Paul Goble Show, and uh, be my friend on Facebook too. And you? Uh, you can find me at battleshippretension.com. That's where my podcast is and this podcast is and all the movie reviews and everything that I write. All sorts of stuff over there. You can email me at david at battleshippretension.com and you can and should follow me on Twitter at davypretension. Yes, you can and should to find out what David is listening to. Oh, you I, know what else you should, you should do? I know. I do know what else you should do, but I can't think of it. Watch this. <laughs>